Kasha! This is Michelangelo, aka Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. No Cody this week. It was was nice to just be the three of us (laughs) to do that three intro. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I kind of, I like Cody. I miss him a little bit. He brings, he actually feel like he does, you know, he does bring a lot to the show. Cody, you're still here in our hearts. But if anybody listened to the episode last week, you'll know that Cody's fate on the show depends on you letting us know do you want him back so i i did yeah. receive one comment on our uh actual podcast itself on spotify oh from a listener oh. saying to keep cody oh dang was it, was was it, it cody, cody with a mustache though like was it cody yeah, with two say, e's we're, we're saying no. the same thing right was it cody with a mustache yeah cody with two exactly. e's? yeah no it was not he he goes by the name of Oh crap! Was, I can't pronounce that. It was Cody's mom. <laughs> right. Oh yes, Cody's mom. No, it's uh, it says uh, like Crash Wolf. I hope Crash I said that right. Wolf. Crash Wolf. It's like a, it's like it looks like it's a last name. It could just be like, I I don't know, but yeah. uh, he is a fan and uh of Cody and would like him to stay on the show. All Wait, right. I'm... Well, Crash Wolf, thank you for that comment. If anyone else wants to let us know. Uh, to judge Cody's fate, hit us up anywhere that you follow us. What's also, Cody's last name again? I'm I'm blanking. He says it every week. So okay. you, so you're blinking too. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to tell you. Cody Tuckett. Tuckett. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, are those the same initials? <laughs> no. I think his last name is too much toy news. Yeah, right. yeah, that's Cody's last name. See, that's that's my <laughs> yeah. Toys. I was like, all I know is too much. Oh, too, toys. too much, too much new toys. Oh, is it too much new toys? And yeah. I'm just reading it backwards because I'm yeah. used to saying toy news on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we oh say God. toy news so much. I think Spencer and I Mandela toys. affected ourselves because I've been reading it that way too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I got it because I agree with Cody. There is too many new toys so very true all right so spencer what are we doing this week buddy this week uh, i need to uh retract an earlier statement i made on a previous episode uh i said that detective chimp is nowhere to be seen in the justice league dark dc deck building game he is in fact a playable hero in that game and i could not be more happy but i also retract my statement that he's not in there you got you got the yeah, you got the three of us together just to do that, not cover anything Ninja Turtles related. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power, everybody. Let us know. Blah, 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 blah. Just kidding. All right. So, so, this so week, what are we doing tonight? We are finally covering the end of Armageddon game, the long awaited finish to this Ooh. saga. Oh, man, it feels like forever ago since we covered the last three issues. I'm so excited to see this end. It, in a it good has way. been like in a good two way. months. 
since we it's, last did Armageddon game. I think. I think it's I think it's because it like it left off on such a cliffhanger mm-hmm. for for us, and then specifically not reading the three issues. Like for me, really kind of like amped up how excited I was for the final issue. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're doing Armageddon game number seven, one thirty nine of the ongoing, and then the finale Armageddon game number eight. Fun stuff. Yeah, just absolutely crazy that it uh that it's done you know uh was it the event but (laughs) was it the event that uh we had all hoped it would be did they stick the landing you know we'll we'll talk about that and more sounds good so without further ado let someone who isn't me begin by telling you a story perhaps i can best explain the story of my young friends and i is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. Alrighty, this is Armageddon game number seven. Story by Tom Waltz, art by Vincenzo Federici, colors by Heather Breckel, and letters by Sean Lee. So on Burnout Island, General Trag and Sergeant Granitor are released from prison by the newly resurrected Metal Krang. In New York City, Null is meeting with Krissa and Zodi about leaving Earth to return to Dimension Z, to come back later to do the whole intergalactic mutant slave trade thing, when it's a little more advantageous to them. Uh, suddenly, her vehicle is caught in an explosion. It's Cherube along with Leo, Raph, and Old Hob. At City Hall, Baxter Stockman relieves Sergeant Winters, Colonel Knight, and the rest of Darkwater of their duties. Back on Burnout Island, Don, Mike, and the Nova Posse are talking about how Krang and Terrell are both dead, and how the Nova Posse will be headed back when suddenly... They're alerted to an Utrom. They're alerted by an Utrom, excuse me, that the Technodrome's weapon systems are being hacked. They rush in to find the Stone Warriors and Metal Krang. Back in Manhattan, Shrube, Leo, Raph, and Old Hob attack Null and her mutants. In the process, Leo disarms Zodi by cutting the stinger off of her tail. Null seems to get the upper hand over Shrube, draining her of part of her life force and planning to take the turnstone when Old Hob shoots at her. Of course, Null's too tough for the bullets, but then Krissa intervenes, coiling herself around Null to knock her out and stop all the violence. She knows that she and Zodi are finally free to not be Null's slaves. Circling back to Burnout Island, Krang is just about to set the Technodrome to scorch the Earth and teleport out of our dimension when the good guys show up. They kick some major butt until the commander of the Nova Posse notices a teleporter is activating. But it's not Krang's teleporter, it's from the Neutrino homeworld. It's King Zinter and the rest of the Neutrinos and Harold Lita and Fugitoid. And King Zinter is here to deliver Krang's punishment for his war crimes, death. He shoots Krang right between the eyes, killing him again. The metalhead portion of Krang is then deactivated by Donatello, who drives his metal bow staff into the robot's back and through its chest. We then go to the Thin Places, where Shredder visits a sleeping Kitsune. He says he's completed all of her instructions. She awakes and says that they are entering the end game. Bum, bum, bum. To be continued. Bum, bum, bum. In issue 139. Original release, April 19th, 2023. Written by Sophie. Drawn by Pharaoh. And published by IDW. So we cut to our training in the thin place where Kitsune is teaching the turtles, all, all five turtles, about the secret 10th cut to the Kujikiri, Tong. 
which is a form of unity. She explains them that the Hamato clan has always possessed this innate ability to bring people together when they need to be there in order to do fantastic things. Jenica feels a bit of an outsider because she wasn't born Hamato like the other four, but Kitsune explains that part of the part of the Hamato clan's power is bringing their allies together and making them more powerful. And in that way, Jenica is a Hamato just like everybody else. As the turtles all begin to learn and focus their training, a giant rat King appears in the thin place. Now concerned that Kitsune has brought them here, joking that his sister has evaded him this long. And now she's decided to join the fight to be concluded in the next issue. All right, that's my issue then, Armageddon Games number eight. It was released July 5th of 2023. The story, Literally yesterday. Literally yesterday when we're recording this. Uh, the story, of course, is by Tom Waltz. The art, Vincenzo Federici. Colors, Heather Breckel. Letters, Sean Lee. And editorial from Nicholas Nino and Charles Beecham. So, the Pantheon contemplates getting involved in the game while Rat King confronts the Turtles in the Thin Place. Back on Earth, April and the Alliance sit down with Stockman to explain his situation to him. Krang is dead, Noel's in Stasis custody, the Gang of Four is going to Guantanamo Bay, and they have enough dirt on Stockman to completely destroy his reputation and career. So they blackmail him into making Mutant Town into a new borough, training a new mutant and human joint police force, and now he's going to have to go on tour with Sari to promote positive relationships between humans and mutants. The Turtles are fighting Rat King now with Kitsune and Shredder, but they're struggling to beat him. In New York, April and others are sending off their extra-dimensional allies. King Zenter explains that war is likely to break out between Airwell and Neutrino for the interference in Earth's affairs. The Nova Posse is leaving to help them. Chirube is also leaving as soon as Cuddly is rested. While she's waiting, she telepathically communicates with the Four Winds, who notify her that they are back on their worlds and so her turnstone is now at full power. We cut back to the battle with Rat King. Things are not looking better at all. Rat King has Kitsune at his mercy, but luckily the rest of the Pantheon arrives. Rat King smacks his little sister aside. Jaguar comes running at him, but he dispatches her. Manmuth and Gathano each try to take a shot at him, but each are destroyed by Rat King as well. Toad Baron and Akka are at a loss as to what to do now. The turtles decide to pull the stops and use the tenth cut to defeat him. Chirube is pulled to them with her turnstone. Before anything more can be done, they are engulfed in a swarm of rats. The turnstone falls out of Chirube's hand and in front of Kitsune. Kitsune seizes her chance at redemption and picks it up, despite knowing that using the turnstone will destroy her. She summons her brother Chiyu and burns up in flames. Chiyu rockets towards his family and explodes. The turtles suddenly find themselves in New York City. After a time cut, we see Raph filling in old Hob. Karai had a special ninja scroll from Kitsune given to her. Shredder is living on the world that used to be ran by Moitaidar. 
Karai has taken her top soldiers on a soul-searching quest in the Thin Places, and has taken Casey and a punk frog with her. Old Hob is now ready to accept any new mutants who don't wish to integrate into society to his island. But that's not quite the end. In the epilogue, we see the Utrom take Krang from Metalhead's body to bury it. After they leave the room, we see Metalhead's eye begin to glow. The end. Bum, bum, bum. Let's get into that second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. Oh boy. So here at number seven, are we sure reading these comic books? I've always thought the turtles had like a no-kill code. But have they actually ever explicitly stated that they wanted no part in any killing? Or was the problem that they had with Splinter is that he was also being a crime lord and assassinating his competition, and they just saw him doing his more of like the foot stuff, and that's why they didn't want to participate? I thought Mikey specifically had the no-kill code, and that Raph and Leo were kind of like, if they have to. Yeah, and it seems like Donatello as well, because Donatello totally kills Metalhead. Or yeah, like, like, well, not, like yeah, believes Donatello, he's killed Metalhead. <laughs> for, for at least the second time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donatello, yeah. I, so the other three, I think, are more pragmatic about it. Like, Mikey specifically had the problem with killing. Um, yeah, yeah. That's just not him. Like, so I... I get, I get that, and, and yeah. Leo doesn't seem to kill so much as he just like s- severely maims people. Like he mm. cut off most of Koya's wings, uh, he cut off Bishop's hands, and now he's cut off Zodi's tail. Yeah, he doesn't so, like, have a problem with maiming. Yeah, he's good at maiming. It, it almost, seems like almost too good. I, I would say that as far as like a code goes, it seems like Michelangelo definitely does not want to kill. However, the other ones do sometimes see it as a necessary. Mm-hmm. a necessary thing that has to be yeah. done sometimes like they they don't take it lightly at all but sometimes it has to be done and i'm cool with that that's fine by me yeah uh i did notice that mikey had the turtle line yeah i have issue. that written too mikey so, breaks out the turtle line i love i, I wish he had I, I wish that he had like called it out by by name or something or like somebody had mentioned it that would have been funny uh but yeah, it, it was it was fun seeing that, especially like because we've been watching 87 so much. Yeah. Well, it's something else that I realized is an Easter egg in, in the 2003 series and Michelangelo's Turtle Titan. He also has a turtle line. That's right. That well, spoiler for when I get to that. <laughs> but it's fun Well, because I guess the extra funny thing about that is that, yeah, it is when, you know, to sell themselves to Europe and they had to change their names to the hero turtles. You know, well, 2003 didn't have to do that, though. No, it didn't. But 87 did. You know, they had to change yeah. their name to Hero Turtles. And so it makes sense that what Michelangelo is trying to be like a superhero, that he would then have the turtle line instead of his nunchucks to, gotcha. to be a hero. Anyway, it's just, it's a fun, I know, I think it's a really fun little reference there. And, and it's fun when the turtle line makes a reappearance. Yeah. I like when they introduced that in the first place. It was like right after Splinter took over the Foot Clan. Like he was just trying to separate himself from Splinter by using a different weapon. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, but I, the note I have here is that whoever the Nova Posse commander is, I, I can't remember any of the Nova Posse, like their names, but she says they need to flank them and tank them. Um, way early on in the series, Michelangelo at one point says they need to flank them and spank them, um, which I think is a much better phrase, but maybe this was an update on that phrase. <laughs> it, just, it just reminds me, like, that's a thing and like, MMORPGs like World of Warcraft, you know, tanking mm-hmm. and spanking. Yeah. 
So flanking and spanking or or tanking and flanking is, is always sounds weird to me because I'm like, it should be tanking and spanking. All right. That's that's all I've got. Yeah. That's all I have too. I didn't have much for 139 because it's so much exposition. Yeah, it's it's definitely delivering like a whole new concept and and lore into it. Yeah, like literally like my that was that was probably the shortest recap I've ever done. Yeah. And that cuz that was literally everything that happened in the issue. Yeah. Yeah. These last two issues like stand very much alone from the rest of it. Like the rest of the Armageddon game stuff seems wrapped up in issue seven and there's like this this final boss fight yeah knocked down but um da, 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 the only thing i i really have is that uh there's a there's a portion where we see like the turtles past present and future and specifically in raf's future he's like on a motorcycle and there's a shadow of a little girl behind him which i, I assuming is shadow jones or a reference to her that would have been on raf though raf didn't really do much with shadow though uh he had a whole mini series where he um called like bad moon might have been called bad moon rising yeah oh uh, that he spent I'm, protecting shadow yeah. i i've heard of bad moon rising but that wasn't something it, that we read it is a song by credence clearwater revival you know? well that, yeah i know that I'm <laughs> it's also I've got covers the... by sophie campbell and they're really really awesome i'm saying i know the i know the book bad moon rising that has raf in it i did oh, okay know, uh I didn't know that that was a Shadow Jones story, though. So, Raf does seem to have two eyes in the future, which is new. Yeah, what a pity. He often loses an eye. <laughs> yeah. Sophie definitely does seem to be taking more of the, like, happy ending, not melancholy approach. And I kind of, it wasn't until last week when we were talking about that one episode that feels like a Mirage comic, that, that that is probably one of the things I like about the Mirage comics. And even a part of like Tom Waltz's run is that there is often kind of a, a melancholy like feel to a lot of the Ninja Turtle stuff. Like it may have like humor and fun things in it, but there's there is almost kind of like a, a melancholy to the the family drama and the issues and things that pop up. And yeah. That is one of those things that I think has been absent in Sophie's run, and that might be one of the reasons why it doesn't always strike a chord with me. Because I don't know. I guess. I guess you my like own that, uh, that life at best is bittersweet kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that life yeah. at best is bittersweet kind of stuff. I guess I'm. Uh... <laughs> You're a bleeding heart. I'm a bleeding heart, and just you know, my I'm just too emo, too much of an edge lord to. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, the finale. Number eight. I, I don't really know if there was like a whole lot of any like Easter eggs or things like that that I'd really have to address in this. You know, we're definitely not like we can't even see like final appearances because it is left open enough for most of these characters. I mean, Krang is dead. Krang is absolutely dead now. Yeah. Uh, or is he? Or is he? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, they'll have some worms feast on his flesh and use magic. Well, to... well because the other, um, the other Krangs or Krangs, the other Utrams were specifically like gathering Krang and Trell's bodies. Yeah, you know, for something. Yeah, so it's not out of the realm, but yeah, it's not out of the realm that we may get like a cyber Krang in the future. Because yeah, 
it would appear that they're trying to bury them. Also, if we're going to get a cyber one of either one of them, like, just just for the 2003 reference, I'd rather it be Cherell and have him try to become Shredder or take over the Foot Clan in, in some one way or another. That would be cool. It would be cool. I, I don't think it needs to happen. I wouldn't really be, like, I'm not really, like, rooting for it to happen, but if they are going to bring them back mm. and try to have a cyber version of them. I mean, especially uh, anytime soon. Yeah. Like, because Shredder kind of got an ending for now. Yeah. So it 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 would kind of suck to jump into like a brand new Shredder. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you 100%. Like they, they need to find other things to focus on. Uh, with yeah. things like exploring the thin places, I'm just saying that opens up opportunities for like, I don't know, the battle nexus uh, you know, i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of open doors here and speaking of one little easter egg maybe not easter egg but like little little point of dialogue i found interesting was that like mondo gecko and the rest of the mutanimals they've apparently just been on a road trip this whole time yeah and, like be i want to read that <laughs> like that's yeah, i was awesome. like where is that like miniseries yeah. i was thinking that exact same thing i was like i need another mutanimals miniseries give me mutanimals too yeah, uh, where it's and just like, why were they? Why were they on a road trip? What the, were they doing? How how do four mutants go on a road trip and not get like caught? You know? <laughs> yeah, I I want to see Seymour Mondo and Pigeon Pete, Pigeon Pete out Pigeon there Pete. on a road trip discovering America. Maybe, maybe we can get a hard traveling hero story. You know, uh, you know, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, but. <laughs> Yeah, I want it like way more mundane though. I want them like visiting the world's largest ball of yarn and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, the hair museum or the yeah the uh, the wig museum. Yeah, uh, the, the wig sphere. This this is kind of a, a, a second time around for all three issues, but there were a lot of editor notes from uh, Charles Beecham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, referencing earlier issues. Yeah, because well, it's like because I guess so much stuff is like front loaded. Like there mm. wasn't even, there was even a, a reference to like Mutanimals number one. Yeah. Of like when they were talking, when Noel was talking about being bulletproof, mm-hmm. um, you know that, yeah. Like if you haven't read Mutanimals in years, cause that, yeah. that those issues are like, you know, six, seven years, eight years old now, man, I can't believe that time's already passed. <laughs> I, I know because I mean, well, the IDW series is you know 12 years old now, so yeah, you know, and I mean, Tanimals happened so early in the run that yeah, like it's it's just wild, um, how much and, and granted, like not everything in these issues calls back that far, but I feel like that's the farthest callback that I saw, yeah. I do. I do appreciate that Tom Wallace has just been like, "Y'all should have been reading from the beginning." I mean, honestly, like you should have been because yeah. it, they, it, it, especially the, the kind of visions that they have in one thirty nine, um, mm-hmm. like you really only get that context if you've been reading the book the entire time because they, like, they even mentioned like the Lita future for for a moment. Yeah, man, those are. I just looked it up. Part one of Mutanimals was. February of 2015. So they are like eight years old. At this point. Yeah. See, like that's, it's so long ago. That's insane. When was the Ghostbusters crossover? Yeah. Cause I mean, cause if you haven't read Ghostbusters in a long time, like we all just kind of assume that she was off the board. 
Like, yeah. I think, I think racking even says so in opening moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, this finale was definitely done to just completely tie up any loose ends and to get, just eliminate all these elements so that it's not a thing anymore until someone wants mm. to touch it again and bring it back. Because like we've yeah. seen a car like come back to life. And so, you know, but like be young and kind of like reincarnated. And so they can have them be just kind of off and gone for a while. And if they ever wanted to bring them back, they probably could still do it. First part of the Ghostbusters crossover was October 2014. Man. So, yeah. So, so even before. Yeah. I was still in high school. <laughs> God. Yeah. 2014. I wasn't, I wasn't engaged yet. Uh, um, what was I doing? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, what were you doing, Keith? Nobody knows. Ooh, partying. But yeah, it's it's just wild, like how far back a lot of these callbacks are. Um, I appreciate it though, and I, I appreciate that Tom Wallace hasn't like just put in a bunch of clunky dialogue. He's it's, just it's like, super go rewarding. find the you know go find the thing that you read nine years ago. I I explained it there. You know? <laughs> yeah, like well, you know, part of my one of my favorite things is like you know when characters like get older with you kind of thing and watching your heroes get older. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you can really tell like the turtles have had all these adventures, you know, and, and it does feel like years has passed and like the turtles aren't really teenagers anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're, I feel like we're starting to tread in the Isle of being a turtle ground here. Do, true, do we have any true. other second time around notes that we uh, want to share first before we move on to our next segment? Nope. I think I'm good. Alrighty, anchovies then. Alright. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. Sweet, sweet, sweet anchovies. Armageddon Games number seven. I kind of hope the Krang stays dead this time. I do too. I, I th- yeah, I hope he stays dead. I, I think he will, for at least for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also like my my stack of comics is a mess, so I didn't have like the energy to go back and figure this out. But where was Jenica during this issue? Oh God, I completely forgot. Uh, I don't I remember if she was back in Mutant Town or like what. Well, I thought no, they kind of wrapped I, up. I think she there, was but... in Mutant Town with Donnie because they were running around with Sari. Yeah, but then Donnie's with the Technodrome gang. Yeah, so that is kind of weird that like Jenny didn't show up. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I I kinda I think we're kind of done with Krang. Um I know in the last section, like I said, I kind of hope he they find a way to bring him back. Um it would be nice if Krang stayed dead finally. Like it it was cool when he came back as Leather Krang. But it's like we got rid of that so quickly, and then Metal Krang was was a cool concept, but then like I'd rather see Metalhead be his own force without yeah. Krang. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, yeah, like I think we needed to see Krang finally dead. And, and we and, did. Yeah. You know, and, and stay dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jenica's just supposed to be in, in mutant town. I, I'm, I'm fine I, with that. I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't like a, like since Jenny's back in mutant town, we have to, you know, or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I with think, her. I mean, we checked it with Baxter Stockman and like everyone else in this story, but not, not her. Yeah, I think that it, she was mostly being left with 
the the main title to be written by Sophie for most mm-hmm. of this series, it seems like for most of the end. Yeah. Uh she was kinda left there and so was Donatello, but they needed Donatello for, for this part. Uh I don't really have any anchovies for for this issue. I yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh one thirty nine. For me, it's a lot of last minute exposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was kinda like, why don't y'all start with the thing tenth cut? <laughs> yeah, like I I get that, you know, you have to have the last the last episode power up. Like, you know, that that's a very shonen anime thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it does seem very much like anime style uh writing. Yeah, and and like normally that's fine. Uh I think it's just it it just felt kind of weird. Um because like that was pretty much all this issue was. Yeah, and I don't know. It it did kind of venture into the realm of of over explaining a little bit in in my opinion. And yeah, like when when Donatello's talking about like Q and A, like quantum nucleic acid in your DNA and stuff, like how that's really you know that's the science version of the soul. Uh huh. Like I, it kind of lost me in all of the, in all of that talk. Yeah, it it's kind of been there in the background. Uh, in in the other stuff that, that Sophie's written, like her her alliance, the Alliance book and things like that, when Donatello did all the time travel stuff. Yeah, and it's like, but it but it felt it felt better there, and and, and it's like when when he's explaining it here, and Kitsune's like, Kitsune kind of is like, well, that's just science talk for the soul, mm-hmm. and he's like, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and on top I, of that, like there was this whole. I know, like, the whole thing with, like, Jenica, where, like, they have to, like, it feels weird, like, trying to, like, in a way, like, scientifically, not maybe not quite scientifically, but, like, science her as a part of the family. Well, it's also, like, in a meta context, kind of, like, justifying her being there. Yeah, exactly. Like, in a like meta it, way, like, to the audience, and, like, her being, like, guess you guys are stuck with me. Like, yeah, it feels... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That feels, that I felt like too much of a wink to the audience. Yeah, uh, which and, like, and like this character isn't going anywhere, which is is like I'm fine with Jenny not going anywhere, but like instead of meta context explaining that this character is a part of the family and she isn't going anywhere, like just have moments where she talks with the other turtles about Splinter and and him as a father figure and how she's tied to them because you know he was also like a father. Uh, yeah, because like in her in her little flashback, like when she's having her vision, she doesn't she doesn't vision envision herself with Splinter. Uh-huh. It's it's Karai stabbing her, her as an assassin, like with her claws. And then like I forget I forget the the last image, but it's like it's not but Splinter's not in any of them. Well, Splinter was her st- as a turtle, like jumping over a oh that's a right that's right yeah. Um, and so it's like Splinter was such a factor in her becoming a Hamato that it, yeah. it 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 felt like that should have been there. Unless I'm entirely reading the purpose of those flashbacks wrong. Yeah, I, I like, just I, which maybe is possible. I have a smooth brain, but well, and the last one's supposed to be a flash forward, so like it doesn't really seem like anything changes for her. Whereas like Michelangelo is a celebrity, um, Donatello's like got another team of turtles he's looks like he's leading um and Leo's got I, his dojo, I thought there was a know? flash i thought there was a flash forward to future donatello like the the one he went to the future with 
it is. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's anyway. That's kind of the thing. Is like it just. I don't know. It's like. I, I just think you get it right. Like have... it's a weird like wink to us. Like wink, you never get rid of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, and it's to, like, like it... science her into the family, and it's like instead of sciencing her into the family <laughs> and being like, you know, instead of making this the way that we see the bond and making her permanent, mm-hmm. like, I just need moments where like she's talking with the turtles about Splinter and about the effect yeah. that she had on her life, and like they can all be talking about lessons they learned from him. Which I mean, this the groundwork for that was was way earlier on, but we had the whole time skip and and things. Yeah, and I mean, because the just, other things too is like we were are were we as the comic readers already accept Jenny. Mm-hmm. So it's like having, like having that said again right now. Like I I don't know because I did like it at first when like because I noticed right away that like everyone's staring at Katsune doing this explanation. And Jenny's like looking off to the side. Yeah. And I was like, yep. oh, okay. Like, I wonder if they're going to acknowledge that. And they do, but it's in such, but it was, it just, it felt like such a weird way to acknowledge her saying, uh, feeling that, like that, that look she gave. Cause I really yep. liked that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, like, right after it was just kind of, hmm. Yeah. And, and the other thing about it is like, there's, it feels like there's this whole moment where they're like, where where Sophie is as the writer is like trying to like beat away like your special and fate and chosen one themes. Like I get it if people don't like those themes and and that's okay. But it just feels like it goes so like far out of its way to be like there's no fate in this story. You know, they're not they're not like special, super unique things. And I, I guess I it makes sense on why the mutant town would be created for them and everything else. But it just felt so hard, like it was trying to just like smack all those away and keep them from being in there. Because I know that those those themes are largely unpopular now with with a lot of writers and a lot of people, and that's fine. But it just feels like it was like trying really hard to to push those away. And mm. I don't know. Like I said, there there was a lot of things that were there to like cement Jenny into the family, uh, to try and get rid of like the any theme that could be taken as like their you know, unique or that they are chosen ones or have, you know, any, so any sort of fate playing, playing out in their lives that it just, I don't know, felt a little ham fisted and, and a little too much. I love the phrase ham fisted. <laughs> Got um, all these hams in my fists. Yeah. For me, uh, most of my anchovies are like the last two pages, which is like, so Raph walks away and then his little muta stone breaks. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I kind of took that as like how like that breaking maybe set something off that that's the how the Rat King found them or mm-hmm. something. But like Donatello has already broken his Mutastone because he split it in two to power the uh, the gravity gauntlet several issues ago. Right. So I didn't quite understand that. And then also like he walks away, that thing breaks up, and then the next page is Katsune just like, "All right, y'all are ready." It's like what. We didn't resolve what happened just yeah, now, like, though. I no. thought I was missing. I thought I was missing pages because it, it, I did it too, cuts yeah. right to them going back to the training, and it's like, well, like I liked the conversation that Raph was having about how, like, hey, maybe we are the problems, which yeah. I feel like they've had that discussion before. Um, but it's like this is being laid out to them, and it's like Kitsune is talking about how it's literally how the galaxy works. You guys do draw everybody to you. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's a raft makes a good point, but then it's like, it's, it just kind of cuts away and we ignore that. Yeah. And, And I think, I think the reason why that is, is because like it's foreshadowing for, her book, like for the for you know what she'll be picking up after this with mm. with her normal issues, uh, I think that's yeah. What spoiler it's there for, for. one forty. I mean, I haven't read it yet, but uh, same. I, I started to I started to, and then I was like, eh, I already read three issues today. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely do think it's some heavy foreshadowing that's supposed to be going on for whatever's going to be happening next in her run. But then at the same time, which, it's still which I wouldn't mind. Why. I wouldn't. I don't yeah. mind them seeding that. Because like, you know, you have to follow up a huge story like this, but it's like nobody pulled Raph back and be like, hey, let's talk about that later. Yeah. Or there wasn't even a blurb that said like later on. Yeah. 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 He just walks away. The thing explodes. They're kind of like melting away, too, which is kind of weird. And then suddenly like, yeah, Kitsune is like, all right, you're ready. And then the Rat King attacks. Yeah. I, I, I felt the same way, Mike. I felt like I was missing pages. Yeah, I think it just kind of goes from like I have what I wanted to write, but now I have to hurry and and link it back into the bigger True. story again. And I think yeah. I think part of the problem too is that like it feels like the page count is lower because like the last like ten pages of this issue are like ads. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of ads. It's it's like a ridiculous amount of ads, and it's like you probably could have given Sophie a couple more pages to write. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Armageddon game number eight then. Ooh. All right, big one. Did it stick the landing? For the most part, I think it did. But the just the very end of like bringing Chi Yu in and him like exploding, and and like it, and that destroying the family. I just I feel like that could have been done better, you know. And I've been thinking about it a lot, like while I've been working. And one of the things that I think they first need to do more than anything is get rid of, like, the cartoonish, like, mushroom cloud explosion bomb. And even though it's not as, like, fun of a, a, a of a big, giant, single page to do, there was a couple super, super awesome and epic just artwork of an entire page in, in that book that was for big moments that were good, and it, and it delivered. But if you could just have one more page or one extra thing where instead of that mushroom cloud the explosion like you just see like the pantheon being like engulfed in the explosion maybe it's just a big flash of white right and because like this is this is like the big giant finale moment where we see the rat king being wiped out along with the rest of the pantheon yeah i feel like it deserves more than just like a tiny little panel and then i, I guess there was like a big yeah, long this wasn't even, white at the bottom this wasn't even a splash page yeah, like, like explosion. I, like it was a panel off to the side. Yeah, well, and then like Chi Yu only gets like one panel as well. Yeah, and he's like, like I would, he's the big finisher, you know. Yeah, I I would say that that it requires a big, just a big page of them like being engulfed. Even if it probably wouldn't have been as cool to draw as those other things, but I do think it's an important enough of an incident of an of an instance that like it's that you need that that finality to it and that big bang. Yeah. Uh, to to take them out. The other thing that I think could have happened, I get that maybe Chiyu was brought to to explode as as a way to get make sure all the loose ends are tied up. None of them are out there anymore. But they could have just had like Kitsune summon him there to make sure that they're all there, and then just 
blow up with the turnstone. I don't know if I really love Chiyu just suddenly just like coming in as a rocket and blowing everyone up. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> did because because we established back in Ghostbusters that that's a different dimension universe. Like the word we've talked about it before, the words dimension and universe are used so interchangeably uh-huh. that it's really hard to pin down what they mean. And when Tom comes back on the show to explain everything, I really hope we remember to ask him this. Like, uh-huh. what is the difference between a universe and a dimension? And so Chi Yu kind of, and so it's like, it kind of establishes that the turnstones have the ability to summon him from a different dimension universe. Yeah, the turnstone pretty much is like an all powerful thing. Like it can pretty yeah. much do anything. It's a directional thought trans animator. Which is like, is fine, but did they explain that? Because if, if they explain no, it, then I don't think totally they did, but they, yeah. it's, it's kind of like you're just kind of expected to know that it's an all powerful relic of some sort. Yeah. And, I, and so, like, I wish they had explained that a little bit more then so that I could be like, oh, dang, that's what Shirube had been carrying. Because I remember, like, way back when she was running away with the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely makes more sense if you have the context of having read Adventures. Uh, that's a good point, yeah. And, like, I have that context, so it never even occurred to me that, like... See, like, I don't, I yeah, I don't have that context. It never occurred to me until Mike just was talking about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they didn't really do that good of a job of... Maybe they did though, and I just am not remembering. I, I mean, yeah, because I mean, because again, like Cherube got introduced a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know when we started. Actually, reading yeah, I went. Game. I went back through our episodes. Our first Armageddon game episode was almost exactly a year ago. It was like the end of this month instead of the beginning of this month. But oh, yeah, see, it's, yeah, it's been like, a solid would, year that we've been going through this. So. Which, which is cool. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm I'm glad we stuck through it because this was this was it was fun reading modern IDW. Um, but yeah, like I, I really, I think for me, like I said, I have a smooth brain. So it's like, I, I feel like I probably would have gotten more if I had gone back and reread, you know, leading up to this rather than just jumping in. But we were also kind of, kind of on a time crunch because, you know, the issue <laughs> dropped yesterday. Right. Yeah. Um, so, my intro is I, do we ever see Mikey or Jenica use the, their cuts? Of the Kujikiri? Jenica did use hers yeah. to expose the truth earlier on. And Michelangelo yes. used his way back when to find the true Torbenzix when he was uh when he was using all the holograms. Okay. Yeah. Jenny okay. Jenny Jenny was the one who exposed um Baxter. That's right. Okay. I I don't remember the Mikey one, but I believe you. Okay. Yeah. See, just, this is the issue with reading these issues over the entirety of a year. I, I can't wait yeah. for that, like, thick-ass book of all these issues to come out and just, like, yeah, I, sit and read well, through I think it. Well, I think they announced the next um, collection, Volume 16. Yeah. Yeah, and 16 is... Oh, wait. Or 17. Are you talking about the one with Cry on it? Uh, no, the one after that. Oh, they over they announced sixteen already. So have they have they unveiled the cover? Uh, they have not, but I feel I I think I could be I could be wrong, and I could be thinking of the normal trades. But one either the IDW collection or the normal trades are going to be pretty much all Armageddon game. Okay. 
Yeah, because I know that the one coming out this month has Karai on it, and I think that's fifteen. So I think and that's right. and that's a lot of like lead up to like that's you know introduction of Venus and yeah, all that stuff. Which like, I guess that's another. Mm, uh, they set up Venus so much. Yeah, I was expecting her to play a bigger, a bigger role. Yeah. In this. I yeah. want, yeah, and it's like I, I'm glad she's, I'm glad she's healing on her own with Bludgeon, mm-hmm. you know, and doing and doing her thing, and you know, oh, she needed to be away from the turtles, and it's like I, I love that issue, um, of Armageddon game of Sophie's, but it's like they made such a big deal of Venus coming back, and it's like she didn't do anything and she's literally got a piece of the dragon inside of her yeah no i was i was totally expecting her to have like a role in this and be like if you want to go back to our earlier episodes like i was talking about her like playing like a self-sacrifice role in this kind of thing uh i thought she was going to be a a much bigger piece in this whole story well we all did we all did it was a huge huge thing that she came back yeah and then she's now just kind of on the sidelines. And I guess we'll maybe see in, in Sophie's main run if she or how she pops up again and how she's used. Which, like, again, like, I, I like her story um, of her, like, you know, f- becoming whole and becoming like that whole Venus. Um, you know, because I love I love that design and I love that page where she, you know, combines with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it that, really it was like I thought we were like rushing that so that she could play a bigger part in the end yeah of this exactly story yeah yeah it like it felt like that was building up to an appearance where she's gonna come in and be like you know I have the power of the dragon and like is the one to is is the one that Rat King hadn't foreseen right yeah she she would have been the Chi Yu yeah she thing. should have been the Chi Yu exactly. What a weird, like, if you had told me, like, 15 years ago, like, hey, one of these days you're going to be like, there wasn't enough Venus de Milo in this Ninja <laughs> Turtles, I would have right. laughed right in your face. But here I am. <laughs> and so that and so that kind of opens up another, I don't want to say plot hole, but it's like, you know, if the Pantheon is all dead, you know, quote unquote dead, mm-hmm. then Venus still has a piece of the dragon. Yeah. Like, you know, even when she was healed, you know, I think I think she still had the glowy shell. Yeah, I don't know. So I know. You know yeah. So this is, this and, is a mark of good writing is that we're we're still asking questions. Well, yeah. And, and so and so, yeah, like we're asking these questions because like we're invested and I really hope, you know, these these questions do get answered soon. Because like I like I said, I really liked Venus and they built her up and it's like I was really excited to see her do something. And kind of redeem herself from, you know, the notoriety of being Venus de Milo, you know, and it just it it was disappointing to not see that pay off in a in in a more action oriented way. Because again, she had a great issue with Sophie, and I love it, but I really wanted to see her play a bigger role. Because I mean, we said this the same thing about the the Gang of Four, you know how, you know it, it was it was that mystery of building up who these guys are, and it just turned out it was, you know, it was just those those four mutants from, God whatever issue that was, and that just came back, 
for, for the record, just... I liked that reveal still a lot. For, on my on my end, that was that was a great reveal. It's another one of those Tom Walsh just being like, "Y'all should have been reading," you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and 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 I I think I I think I had come around to that, like uh-huh. to liking it, but it but at the same time, it's like they also kind of just gave up at one point, which is why they're getting shipped off to Guantanamo now. I don't know. I expected yeah. I ex- I expected them to go down fighting too. I I think a lot of a lot of my issues I think come from me overhyping this for myself too, which mm-hmm. I have a tendency to do. I get really excited and I get really invested, especially in stuff I love like turtles. Yeah. So uh this is, this is nothing why I against stopped watching movie trailers and reading reviews before I re- <laughs> before I watch the movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just experience yeah. it on your own without yeah, any of the hype, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I mean, I've I mean I've watched every, you know, mutant mayhem one because I'm excited for that. Yeah. No, but, there's a part of me that's like almost ready to just like cut myself off from like the internet and just just enjoy things again without like hearing a whole bunch of people talk about like oh the box office or oh this is gonna yeah. flop and it's just like since when did i ever care about this like i just want to go see a movie i enjoy you know like see, like for anyway. for me for me i've always been interested in that kind of stuff like i was reading entertainment uh, weekly like in when i was in my teens because i thought that was i loved reading the box office numbers yeah um so i've always been interested in that but i've also but because i was so interested in that i was able to kind of learn how to separate that from my enjoyment Cause yeah. like, I love stupid stuff like Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm personally able to separate the difference between good and fun. You can yeah. be good and fun, you know, but you, you can also be fun and bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, speaking of things you love, are we ready to move to our next segment? I think so. Cause there yeah, is a lot it. that I like. Oh, there's a ton that I like. I like oh, yeah. overall. Well, let's 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 transition. Oh, I love being a turtle. All right, now finish your thought. <laughs> so overall, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved the story, and I think it did stick the landing. I think it could have been better, you know. Like it didn't. Like I and I, I kind of gave some ideas of how I think it could be worked out. Granted, I don't write for a living. Uh, this is just me from what I've gathered from reading commentary on comic books and things like that. Uh, so I could just be talking out my butt and, and maybe wrong, but for me, that's the way it hit. And I think it could have, you know, been delivered a little better at the end, but ultimately I loved it and I thought it was a great ending. So Armageddon game number seven. Uh, first off, Krissa just, you know, turning against Noel. I uh, knew already going free. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like that too. Like I, I'm glad Krista finally stood up for herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, and wasn't she revealed to be a mole anyhow? Yeah. Yes. A couple issues ago. So yeah. yeah. She was uh I who was she texting again? It um, was April, wasn't it? Was it April? Because I, I oh I can't remember. Could have been Karai, could have been April. I think it was someone from the Alliance. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely somebody in the Alliance. It might have been Karai, I think you're right now. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I couldn't tell who because Carissa was going to jump in into the fight and then she had like two pistols pointed at her in the back of her head, but we couldn't see who was holding the pistols and they called her a mutant traitor. And so I was like, oh, is that Hob? But then in like the next panel, we see Hob. He's got 
like an M16 in his hand. I think it was. I think it was Hob. I think it was supposed to be Hob. That, yeah, I think before that he had two pistols. He's just constantly. Yeah, I think he, I think he did too. Yeah, he's just constantly switching between all of his guns. Yeah, he, uh, which he runs out of ammo in his pistols and he just throws them and pulls out the M16. <laughs> I love. I love that for him. I love that for him. I was gonna say I love the the ending with uh, Shredder and Kitsune. That like Kitsune is still in charge of, yep. of Shredder. Basically, like he's still doing her will after yeah. all this time. Yeah. My my other thing is is this issue made me glad that Krang briefly came back to life because his last stand is good and it goes out with a bang. Yeah. Uh, it, like this know, was it, a great death for Krang. It was. It was a really good death. Like he has one last go at just completely obliterating the earth he's getting close to doing it and then the turtles are able to come in and stop him and then we bring in king zenter who is just like all right you know what i've uh, let this go on for too long by ho-humming and doing things the the standard rules way it's not working so i'm just gonna shoot him <laughs> yeah uh, like well, I... that, he also sets up like a whole space war that might be going on after this too yeah i mean that's that, it, love that yeah like the legacy of krang is gonna leave is gonna live on which is cool uh yeah. i i was really like shocked when uh when king zenter showed up like that that teleportation and then like everybody showed up even harold uh, was there like that was that was genuinely like a really cool moment because i didn't expect it uh yeah. And him and Zenter firing the shot that kills Krang and just that that shot of it going through Krang's head is really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see this war in Dimension X that's going on that like Keith is bringing up with with Erwin. Because uh, like he's a character. So Mazul like only briefly shows up in adventures. Yeah, but there's like a new status quo going on in Dimension X. So we kind of got teased earlier when they were there. And I, I'm excited to see that. Like, I, I hope the turtles can go to space again and we can just see, you know, I'd even take a spinoff comic. that's just the neutrinos. That or was, like, or, or it's just the Nova posse and the neutrinos. That's what uh, I was going to say right now. Cause we've talked about it before, how uh, turtles really needs like, a te- like it needs a spinoff book like the Sonic the Hedgehog book from like um, back in, when Archie was doing it in the 90s like had the Knuckles book and that was literally just Knuckles like no Sonic and that's kind of what I think Turtles needs now because like it, it, it gets a little distracting when you have to introduce like these characters so much and it's cool when you do, because like, you know, the Nova Posse were really cool, but I want to see so much more of them. I want to see their own adventures, you know, because they're such a cool team and they have a cool dynamic. And I really liked the um, when they were pinned down and they were talking about like, hey, like, let's make them remember who we are kind of thing. Um, because Noel calls them the Nova Squadron and they're like, she doesn't even know our new name. Yeah. That was a good yep. bit. <laughs> like that that's a great bit and it's like I I love that and I want to see I want to see more more of that interaction with them and it's like I'm not going to get that in the main turtle book 
I would love a Nova Posse book on their own that explores that cosmic side. Cause like Marvel does that Marvel, you have your street level heroes like Daredevil, which would be the turtles. And then you have the cosmic side. So you could have a guardians of the galaxy and they can meet up occasionally. Yeah, no, I would argue that like even back in the Mirage days, Ninja Turtles really could have an entire universe around it. Like you can do it. I hope, you know, the question is, is trying to make sure it's sustainable and it sustains itself. Uh, I mean, they have had multiple miniseries that have come out with yeah. this, including Turtles Universe, which I think was kind of like their way of just having a side book run alongside it. It was, I think it was an experiment. Yeah, and, the, and Sonic, so, use Sonic again as an example, had Sonic Universe, which was kind of the same thing, um, where it told, you know, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog and Amy story, for example. Um, mm. You know, and it would it would jump to different characters throughout, you know, that was, I, I think that was a 25 issue run. Um, and I mean, that was Archie, not IDW. So I don't know if anybody crossed wires there, but like, that's, that's exactly the kind of stuff that like, I think turtles needs now. It's like turtles universe was good, but also it still told stories about the turtles. It did. Yeah. You know, it was a good game, whether, whether or not you think it like ended correctly, like it, or ended well, I guess. It at least set up like it set up so much stuff. There's like it's another hundred issues quo. worth of stuff that they could make out of this. You know, yeah, it's it's a yeah. new status quo. We'll talk about that when we get to issue uh, issue eight. Yeah, we should we should probably move on to to one thirty nine now. Uh, I love I love Pharaoh Pay's art. Love it. it. It was really good. It was a solid looking issue. Yeah, I, like I'm those... I'm sad. This is I'm sad. This was his final issue. Well, he is doing the art for the Ninja Turtle Stranger Things crossing crossover, so you can't right. See but this is but this is his happened. last issue on the main book. It's true, yeah. And I, and I'll read the Stranger Things crossover. I don't know if we'll talk about it on the show. It'll be cool because spoiler alert, we'll get to that in the news. But uh, it is kind of a bummer that like it's not a bummer that this was his final issue because the like the issue wasn't bad. It's a bummer that Pharaoh this was Pharaoh's last issue because I really want to see him more. Yeah, no, like his, his turtles of the page, like his pages of the turtles, I mean. <laughs> so the pages of the turtles seeing their past, present, and future look really good. Like I love yeah. the the way, and granted, some of this probably goes to the colorist as well, but just everything coming out of like their headbands and just each of those images, it's very, very nice looking. I love Well, I mean, Rhonda always kills it, so. Well, Rhonda, was Rhonda doing the colors for that one? Yeah. Because I know she, she, okay, she didn't do the color, yeah, colors yeah. for Armageddon game. She yeah, she Rhonda's on the main book. I I'm sorry, okay. I didn't I didn't give Rhonda credit at the beginning. Okay, guys, I was so ready for like a turtle saint happening, like all of them. <laughs> that would have been so one. cool. But I'm also like I'm so glad it didn't happen. Like there was that one panel where they're like overlapping. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. It's gonna that would have been was, yeah, but that would have been cool. I know. I was both really excited for it and really glad it didn't happen. Like I couldn't be disappointed. You know, I always. <laughs> I guess I guess it's it's. This isn't this isn't a bad thing or or a good thing. I I don't even know where this would have gone, but it's like I do think it's funny that like Kitsune when she's kind of explaining everything and it's about hum, like the Hamatos, like it's very specifically like the turtles and uh-huh. like the four boys and and Jenica, but like nothing about Splinter. Yeah. Like nothing about Hamato Yoshi. It's like we wouldn't even have the boys if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, on the turtle saint thing, 
what if they all combined it like would have combined it together and then like to fight Rat King like when they did Tong like the final time? You know, they all turned to a giant turtle. Well, yeah, that was, was the thing. Like Tong, Tong meant like coming them. together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, it just would have been fun. No, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there were there were some revisions to the story, yeah. But I, yeah. I think we can see where it could have gone, yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent on board with you. <laughs> but uh, I one of the things I I did like out of all this explanation is that like the turtles canonically have bad luck, like the worst things, or not even the worst things, but even just like the strangest things just get drawn to them and happen to them uh, across all versions of the turtles, and so. For them to like kind of have like a reason for that, that's like a lore reason. It isn't just some coincidence or something like that. Of yeah, this stuff is literally drawn to you. Like you guys yeah. attract trouble. Um, it, it's kind of cool to to explain that uh, of why they pretty much have the turtle luck, uh, where they are always running into to issues, having things like uh, the terrapin uh, and other things just showing up. For them specifically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are we ready for the ending? Yeah. I don't know that there's. I'm looking at my notes and like it's it's everything I've said. Like Tom Waltz is just like y'all should have been reading this whole time. Like we've, yep. we've laid this all out. I love everything they're setting up for the future that like Casey and the frog are going off with Karai to this yeah. new universe or whatever. I'm a, and, I'm a sucker for a good epilogue and that was a great epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that metalhead isn't dead. Me um, too. I wasn't ready to say goodbye yet. That's one of my notes as well. Yeah. I was yeah. not ready to say goodbye to metalhead. I was also, I was very happy because I was very disappointed in issue seven when Krissa takes out Null. I was like, well then why do we bring in Cherube at all? And here they actually it, it pays off here, so yeah. I was I was appreciative of that. Yeah. Also, no, like, where's where's Leatherhead in all this? Like, he, it seemed like he was a big part of the beginning of this too, just like Venus was. But I mean, they took Krang out of him. We haven't seen him at all. Yeah, they they took yeah they took Krang out of him like way early. Yeah, yeah Barlow is Barlow's operating on him, doing doing something with him. Yeah, you know what? You're you're completely right. I completely forgot about Leatherhead. So, so he, is he yeah. dead? I just want to say, like, they, they set up, like, the next hundred issues at this point. Yeah. Like, there's so much story they can get out of this still. Because Leatherhead's with Barlow, and, and so Barlow's doing something with him. Yeah, and Barlow's still doing still, whatever. Yeah. Who is a great original villain on, on Sophie's part. I am I do, I Yeah, I love, I love that I... That... that gave like the idw series like kind of this weird creepiness like especially seeing ground chuck and dirtbag yeah yeah like that's i think that's kind of when like started bringing back kind of more like the the melancholy darkness of turtles and maybe that's why like i really started getting into the run again uh was was around that time when dr barlow was introduced i i was really really into that that's when i kind of started getting excited about comic book again um, Leatherhead is still listed as alive. Yeah, no, he he's alive. Like he was alive at the end of the issue, and they pulled him out, and they turned him over to Doctor Barlow. Pretty much told him that yeah. he can do whatever he wants with him. So we just uh, haven't seen him since. Yeah, it's just a matter of seeing. Oh, wait a minute! What he's done with him? I haven't seen this art before. No spoilers. No, this is so. This is something Sophie drew. 
because Sophie Sophie would occasionally post like art on her on her Twitter. Mm-hmm. And this was specifically labeled Leatherhead Post Op. Hmm. Oh wow, I haven't seen that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. For, so I'm sure this is interesting oh. for everybody listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably have to go find Sophie's tweet and then retweet it. But it's uh Leatherhead, but he's got like a glowing like red skull where Krang was. Uh a, when he when he was leather crang. I, like that's got to be a dragon scale, right? Oh yeah, cool. Is he gonna go like dragon? All right. So, um, another thing for one of the things for me is that uh, Tom Waltz had this moment where it was like a great meta moment. It was like meta meta done right <laughs> because there was this moment that it really pulled me out for a second, and like it was almost an anchovy for me until the following panel. Where Donatello quotes the Bible, yeah, I was just oh, kind yeah. of like, I was kind of like, what? Like Donatello's quoting the Bible? I, I, I immediately stopped reading at that moment because I was just like, kind of really pulled me out of it. But then Mikey, who it makes sense that he would be, you know, it, it makes sense that the other people would react this way in the same situation, stops and asks him like, wait, you've read the Bible? And then Donatello's just like, I read everything, Mikey. Mikey, yeah. Like, <laughs> He's That's read everything, so and so I, I was like, "Oh, I love that bit. yeah, it's perfect." It, it, it makes me laugh. It, it it's like classic turtles banter. Uh, it, it was funny. I I really enjoyed that, and so because it pulled me out of it, and then it immediately pulled me back in, and I was like, "You know what? Never mind. That's actually funny, uh, and it makes sense." Like, so it totally pulls you out even him. more when with him in one thirty nine, and when he's talking about like Q and A and the science behind the soul and everything, and he's quoting the Bible after that. And it's like, wait, yeah. You're the one who believes in numbers, not miracles. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a really good. That was a really good interaction. I, I appreciate that too. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I, I really like that Krang is officially dead. That they one more time show them taking Krang's body to dispose of it. You know, do whatever this they're going to be doing with it. Uh, I am excited to see a turtles post Krang as well and, and see what they decide to do that's new with all this because that's the biggest thing is while there is more that they can do they tied up a whole bunch of plot threads that have been here since nearly the beginning of yeah these comic books like the Pantheon done Shredder has like a bow tied on him that he can stay over there for as long as they need him over there yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what comes with that me too I mean, I, I, I kind of said before how he's kind of almost like a, a god of hell kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that planet in Dimension Z kind of seems almost like a version of, of that. And so, yeah, like I one of my one of my favorite characters is uh, Illidan from the Warcraft series. Mm-hmm. And at the end of his arc, because he dies and comes back like Shredder. Uh, at the yeah. end of his arc, because he's he's a demon hunter, so like he became a demon to hunt demons, and so he's super edge lord stuff. Yeah. Um, so in in the end of one of the expansions, uh, you defeat the demons, and he's he's given the choice to like go back to Earth or keep watch over the demons, but he has to stay in you know, where, where the gods live. And he's like, 
can't can't be a demon hunter if I don't have demons to hunt. And so he like resigns himself to staying up there. And I was like, ah, that's a good arc for Shredder. <laughs> yeah. I like oh that I'm glad to be done with the Pantheon. Yeah. I, 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 I am too, because like the only I I like the idea of the Pantheon, but like the only one that was ever really super interesting was Kitsune and Rat King. Yeah, I, I feel like they've run their course. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm I'm glad to kinda I don't want to have say have their shadow dark at my doorstep, but like it, it felt like we were so wrapped up in what they were doing for so long. It's it's nice to have like a fresh slate away from the Rat King and Toad Baron and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, they've been there in the background quite a bit doing a lot of stuff, and so it is nice to finally have a bow tied on that and that they're yeah. they're all gone. We're ready to move and on like, and not have them interfere anymore. I mean, like they said, they're not even sure they can be killed, so they could come back at any point. But it's nice to, like, right yeah. now, today, be like, okay, we're done with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, it's, it's a bow tied on it, but at the same time, one day way far off in the future, if they want to bring it back, they can. Uh, and it, it's a nice way to, to do that. Um, same with, like, Noel. Being oh, man. Do you think Splinter's going to come back and be the new Rat King? Ooh, Tom, if you're listening, uh, I'll see you at issue 107 or yeah, 207. Tom, excuse me. Tom, uh, come back on the show so we can talk about this. We got lots to talk about, Tom. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I think I interrupted you, uh, Spence. Yeah, but, but we get we get to see like Noel in stasis, and she's in custody. You know, there's so many things, so many villains and stuff that we've had in the past that now have their story wrapped up. I think it's and, funny that Guantanamo Bay still exists in yeah. Turtles. Yeah. And that that's where the Gang of Four is going. <laughs> yeah, that's where the Gang of Four is going. Um, what even, like, I think we're done with Mutant Town, basically? Like, the, the so, wall no, has been blown up? No. So, well, we're done with Mutant Town in the sense of that, like, it being kind of a no man's land situation. Yeah, yeah that's it, what I mean. So, yeah. like, that, I really liked the, I really liked Sari and, um, Sally, Sally Pride, um, going on this tour with Baxter mm-hmm. and and talking up mutant relations. I did think it was funny that that Sari's talking about mutant relations, even though Sari's a Triceraton. Um, but I mean, people of Earth don't know that. So, I mean, people might wonder why there's a Triceraton, you know, Triceratops mutant. But well, in this world, they they are mutants. They were made by by the Utrom. Well, right, but they came from space, so that's they're, they're not like the, they're, they're not, not the like, old Hodge dirty gene bomb mutant. Yeah, like yeah. they're not the gene bomb uh type of mutants. Like they're they're not like Mona. Yeah. So it's I it, but anyway, I, I like them doing that tour and I like I really like how Mutant Town is kind of a borough now in New York, but then also uh so it was, they called it North Brother Island. Was that Burnout Island just re-inhabited or is Burnout Island still all messed up? It, I think it's a different island because Burnout Island wasn't it terraformed to be. Yeah, like that, that Utram, was specifically like Utram yeah, territory. They, like people, they're even still wearing like gas masks when they're, when they're there. And yeah, uh, that one issue. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So then, so the, so then I guess North Brother Island is a, is a different island which is cool. And I like that Hob gets to run that. And he's basically like, this is for people who don't want to integrate with the people. So like you, you, you have both. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so anybody, so any like Herman, Herman's not going to, you know, integrate with society. So it's nice that he has a place where he can call home. Yeah. Well, and there, there's definitely a huge part of me that loves um, the turtles living in the shadows, um, you know, staying underground status quo. And I, I do love that. But yeah, after reading this issue and kind of having, you know, the wall come down and uh, the, the mutants ready to uh, integrate into society, I think I am kind of ready for a volume four type world of Ninja Turtles where they're... Uh, you know, going to be out in the world and integrated in it and, and doing whatever they decide to do. Yeah. And that's definitely what's being built up. Like I said, I've read a little bit of issue 140. And so issue 40, yeah, you really issue 140 sucks because it did come out, you know, a couple of weeks ago before Armageddon game number eight did. And it really, it, it doesn't spoil anything, but it, it heavily picks up after that, after Armageddon game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, yeah. I like where it's going so far. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm ready for it now. I've decided, you know what? I'm ready to, uh, to accept it and, and move with it because, yeah, the turtles are, are growing up and it's, it's cool to see their world change and them change too. Yeah. I want to, I want to see them get older, you know, <laughs> no more teenage, even though I love that. I love the teenage part, but, we are i think I, I i agree with you like it's nice to kind of move into that volume four kind of world and just brand it tmnt mm-hmm. well and as as they're because they're splitting up too now so like that's the other thing that's kind of being hinted at back in 139 is that yeah. they're all going to go split up and go their separate ways which well, is part of growing up kind of thing yeah i don't want to we got to read 140 so all right uh but yeah so armageddon game you know, after a long year, it has been finished, uh, you know, through all of the ups and downs of the series, you know, delays and what have you. Overall, it was a great event. And it, it was really fun talking about Turtles, even before Armageddon Games started, because like, you know, this this built up with, you know, that new comic book day or free comic book day issue and Venus returning. So. I had fun. Same. Worth worth the read, definitely. Yeah, definitely read this all as one volume, though, too, because that's really going to help yeah. you just <laughs> moving right through it. Like, yeah. I, I love reading these books month to month, but man, when delays hit, it really kills that momentum. Yeah. All right, we good to move on to the news? I think so. Keith, take us in. April O'Neil, Channel 9 News. Uh, Channel 6 News. So uh, not a ton of news this week. Uh, Mutant Mayhem toys have been releasing, so you can go pick those up at your local stores. I think Walmart is going to be putting them out uh, on the 10th, so the day before this episode comes out. Um, So there's some exclusive sets going up at Walmart as well, uh, which is the like costume four pack that we've talked about a long time ago, where it's Raph as a space cadet and like, you know, Donatello as spite or uh, Spock from star Trek. So a cute set. I might get it just for the novelty. I haven't decided um, in news that popped up just this morning. Uh, Old turtle den 
posted a British website, uh, a British like toy store online store had full listings for uh, best action figures, but like all IDW characters that haven't been announced yet. Uh, so this is a, a website called Geeky Zone UK. Um, there's no pictures of the listings on there, but you know, I there's a ton of characters that are listed on here that are very specifically IDW. Like uh, we have Alapex, we have Jenica, we have uh, Slash, who's an eight-inch figure, you know, which would fit a huge Slash. Um, so really, really cool stuff that's that that's in here. Again, no pictures. Um, so we don't know a hundred percent if this is legit. I hadn't heard of this website before today. Uh, and I sent it to our UK correspondent, James, and he didn't know, uh, recognize this website, but he could confirm that, you know, it exists in the UK. Um, so take this all with a grain of salt. This may change. This is, I'm going to say this is pretty probable. Cody agreed with us. Um, when we were talking about this in our group chat, that this is a definitely a possibility because the other IDW, the other IDW based turtles, the ones that were announced for San Diego comic-con, like those sold out so fast that it would be silly for them to not capitalize on this. Uh, yeah. and these were probably already in production, like with those, um, so it's really nice and it's getting people excited because this is the first action figure line based on IDW. Yeah, specifically it's based on Mattia Santaluco's art, but for a lot of people Well we we know that for the, the we know that style. for the we know that for the turtles and the shredder. We don't know that's that for true. any of the other figures. So I, I imagine it, just yet. I imagine it will be for most of them. The only ones I can see there maybe being exception on is something like Bonnie, who is a punk frog. Uh, those were. Oh, that's designed. right. Bonnie was on the list too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's which is weird that she's the pr- first punk frog announced, but I, I can go with it. And I, because ironically, she was the she was the only punk frog that we didn't see. Yeah, like you, we see her like only briefly, not not really a whole lot because yeah. <laughs> she becomes a a turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so it uh, which is like kind of funny of like you're you don't know. And you're looking at this, and it's like TMNT best action figure, Bonnie. I was wondering if they're just <laughs> trying to like. There's, they're still on that cake of like, no one's going to buy a Venus de Milo figure, so they're just branding her Bonnie instead. Well, well, that's the thing is like this version of Venus is very specifically not Venus de Milo. Like mm-hmm. they were, remember they were clear about that, so she's just Venus. Yeah. So I don't know, but there's also like there's a Bludgeon figure in here. Bludgeon was one of my favorite, oh, you know, yeah. mutants. Oh, yeah. A hammerhead shark figure. I need that. Not to mention the fact that Bebop and Rocksteady will probably have, you know, Roberta and Ju- Juniper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Their signature weapons. Like, ah, uh, so I'm so excited. So, like, if these are based on, like, Santa Luco's art, then, ugh, so cool. But, yeah, so no information about that. San Diego Comic-Con is in two weeks from now, so we will most likely be seeing full announcements then. Um, is, I mean, also that, that goes for NECA too. Like we'll probably get a lot more NECA reveals um, because they, you know, this time last year was when we got to see a lot of the uh, last Ronin figures for the first time. Yeah. All right. So in comic books, uh, 
here coming up in well it'll be tomorrow when this from the day this episode's released so that's the 12th of july we will have the 2023 annual come out uh, tmnt 141 and tmnt stranger things number one three like really cool looking uh issues the annual this year uh it it I don't want to say like it looks like another last Ronin, but it's another kind of like mystery future turtle. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, so I'm really, really stoked for that one. The cover um, art has me excited already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that looks really cool. 141 is, you know, takes place after 140, which 140 is kind of the new status quo changer. So I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. But the real one here uh, is the TMNT Stranger Things number one which we we've talked about before when we were talking about with the action figures, how like those are very much the Mirage turtles. Uh, the, a couple panels from the issue were released with Pharaoh pays art. And it does seem like those are definitely the Mirage turtles. Cause that is how he is drawing them. All right. Anything else for news? That should be it. All right. All right. So, that is it for Ninja Turtle Power Hour this week. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Thank you for making it this far in our Armageddon game uh, recap. Did you enjoy that? Let us know. Did we do it justice? If you worked on Armageddon game, because I know a couple of you listen to, uh, you know, to this show, you know, we love the work you did. Uh, this was a fantastic, you know, event. Um, and I really want to see more of this kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, Give us the Nova Posse book, but let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the show. If you want Cody to come back, remember you have to let us know because otherwise he's getting the axe. Uh, let us know Ninja Turtle Power, Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, maybe Threads, maybe Blue Sky. By the time this episode comes out, oh, too many social medias these days. There, there really is. But we have a Threads now, apparently. So if that's if that's oh, we have social media okay. choice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I already put it together. So, you know, if that's a social media of choice, uh, follow us there. Uh, I guess we'll maybe try to update there, too, if there's enough people following us. So, yeah, there you go. Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be returning to those Red Sky episodes. It'll be season 10 of the 1987 series, episodes 1 through maybe four if cody's back yep all right so that will be the return of dreg the beginning of the end the power of three potentially a turtle in time oh man who knows so that's our show this week thank you again so much for listening and until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga hot soup i thought you were gonna leave that in Pretty could have fooled you. You you could you could be Craig if you like you know if your brain like downloaded does, all of the audio and then <laughs> does the now recording show up in.
the in the audio or no? No, it does not. No, oh, okay. Not ever hear him say that. Yeah. So if anybody hears this bonus content, they're gonna be like, "What the hell? Who is yeah. Craig?" No, I, I don't know if you either of you guys listened to the beginning of our our episode this week, but like instead of the usual like I don't know bumper whatever you want to call it that we have done mm-hmm. by like Greg Sipes or Nolan North that I usually throw at the beginning, I just have like a little dinging and it's just me, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. For context, everyone should know that uh, we recently discovered sound effects, uh, like the soundboard oh, no, on Discord. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But then we also discovered that they don't actually record onto the episode. <laughs> so I just kind of explained it at the beginning. <laughs> Nobody heard that sound effect that I just played. <laughs> right. I still don't have the soundboard, so I'm crazy. You still have it? No, thought, maybe I don't know maybe what you need more to, I can do. Maybe you need to update your Discord app. Uh, maybe that's like, tomorrow Keith's problem. Yeah, yeah. that's not a, that's not a tonight. I mean, I'm not going to be using my soundboard. It's it's kind of worthless, I guess. Now since it doesn't actually yeah, record. What a bummer! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. Keith McGuffey. Sorry, Ooh. I got a motorcycle outside my window, and yeah, I'm Mike Templeton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keith also kind of like, yeah. Keith, he's kind of cut out there. Oh, did I? Yeah, okay. yeah. It might have partially been because of the motorcycle. Let me get closer to my microphone. Whoa! Let let me get closer to my microphone. Can you hear my my baby screaming upstairs? Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Nope. Cool. Only motorcycles. That was the only thing I heard. Sorry, it's too hot to close the window. <laughs> We're still getting fireworks too, so that might be fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, not, so that happens. Fucking sick of Fourth of July. Yeah, me too. 